friends welcome to making disciples it's so good to be with you hey if it's your first time warm warm welcome if this is your multiple of time then uh, it's really great to have you with us today's episode is going to be an interview and uh You'll, you'll hear in the interview kind of how this kind of came about, but uh, one of our listeners of the podcast uh, sent me a little message just about uh, one of the particular episodes. And um, in this, he tells me that he leads a wrestling church, church in a wrestling ring. And uh, his name is Gaz, and he runs an incredible ministry. And you can find it online, gtministries.co.uk, and it's up in Bradford. Um, I know Bradford really well. I did uh, a placement in Bradford when I was training to to work for the church. I worked in Bradford at Jessup's photography shop there for a number of years. Um, So I know Bradford really well. So when, when he reached out, I was like, no way, you need to talk to me about this. I love it when people come up with new creative ways of doing and being church and living out God's mission. So often we get boxed in this is how we do things around here. And sometimes, uh, you know, you come across somebody, you think this is somebody who's thinking outside of the box. And what really interested me was so years ago, I used to run a youth congregation at the off the back of a skate park. Now, as a part of that, we I, I did have a friend at the time who was a wrestler and he had a wrestling ring and he brought his wrestling ring to church. And we did basically a wrestling evangelistic thing one evening. It was brilliant. I've never heard of anybody who does this as a regular thing, church alongside wrestling. So I was like, okay, we've got to, got to hear about this. When you read through the New Testament, you come across people who were just desperate to get the gospel message as far as they could take it. Paul Peter, the disciples, taking his gospel message as far as they can. You know, Paul says, you know, to the to the um, Jew, I'm a Jew, but to the Roman, I'm a Roman. Taking his message as far as I can, I'm going to become all things to all people. And and that's what Gaz is doing. He's trying to take something he's passionate about and trying to use it to share this incredible message of Jesus. So I hope you find this interesting and really inspiring because I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how many of us have got ideas of things that we could brew up cook up for new opportunities of reaching people with the gospel but we think oh i can't do that it doesn't sound very christian does it uh, and i hope is this interview with gaz makes you go no actually what makes it christian is jesus what makes it christian is that that god is using this to reach people so i just wonder, really really wonder if this may inspire some of us to Think about what you could be doing in terms of mission and reaching people that are into the same stuff that you are into. Yeah. So there you go. So I hope you find this really interesting. Uh, Do give Gaz uh, a bit of a like. Do send him a little message uh, if you find this interview inspiring. I'll put his information in the show notes because I I think he needs some encouragement that what he's doing is really uh, exciting and that there are others who could be doing something like this so let's jump in an interview with Gaz as we talk about wrestling church Gaz welcome to making disciples I am so excited to interview you today thank you for giving us a bit of your time yeah, no worries. I'm excited for this too. Um, yeah, I, I'm an avid listener of the podcast. So um, yeah, being able to have a chat with you about all things, what I'm up to, I won't give it away. But yeah, I'm excited, mate. This is yeah. going to be good. 
So you messaged me a little while ago going, hi, Chris, um, Gareth Gaz, and um, I run a pro wrestling church. Yeah. And my response back to you was, dude, I want to interview you. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I We've never met. No. Uh, you're a listener, and you reached out, and you just – I was able to go to your website. And do you know what was really exciting for me? You're heading to Castleford in a few weeks with what you do. I am, yeah. I grew up in Normanton, Castleford, and Pontefract. Come on. So, Castleford is where all my uncle and aunt, you know, aunts would live, or some of my uncle and aunts would live. I went to Pont Pontney College. Yeah. Grew up in Normanton. Uh, so when I saw Castleford, I was like, okay, okay, right. I got to talk to this guy. Yeah. So you you run a pro wrestler church. Yep. I have to, <laughs> before I get to ask you why or yeah. how, how okay. does that work out? I need to ask you, how did you come to faith? What's oh, your story of coming to faith? Oh, dude. Um, so my story of coming to faith is is a long one it's a winding one i'll give you the shorthand version um so essentially i grew up in a council estate in keyfley so not too far away uh from 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 uh, castleford um and I, my dad left when i was a kid my mum was an alcoholic i had a rough rough childhood i was um sexually abused and i was homeless at 15 and i was living in a skip and i found myself in a hostel and while i was living in that hostel i bumped into a guy who I just happened to get on with and we played video games and we hung out. And one morning he invited me to church and I'd been to like a Roman Catholic primary school and secondary school. So I had some experience of church, but when I walked into St. John's and Wakefield road in Bradford and it was open seating, there was a live band. I was expecting pews and organs. I was expecting the vicar to shake my hand at the door and that'd be it. Okay. Just back up a second. St. John's in Bradford. Yeah. Yeah. Wakefield road, so, Bradford. Yeah. I know it. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, my wife did her. So my wife's ordained and she did her placement there. So I, we, I spent uh, a number of months in Bradford on placement in St. John's Barley. Right, yeah. But yeah, she, that's where she was. Oh, so amazing. I yeah. Okay. I she actually be... used to work in Bradford. So I used to work at Jessup's in, on the high street in Bradford. Oh, yeah, I know Jessup's. So yeah. I know the area. Anyway, yeah. so you went to church. Yeah, so I went, to, I went to church and I was sat second row i wasn't sat front row i'm not that kind of guy but i was sat second row and in the worship they were singing songs about love and i found myself bubbling and feeling this emotion that i couldn't contain and i found myself crying weeping sobbing ugly crying um during the worship and after the service a guy came over to me and he said i saw you crying and I'd had to put a hard face on for most of my life. I had to learn how to scrap as a kid. I just, me being seen to cry was weakness and I was not going to ever give that up. So I said, nah, mate, I wasn't crying. And he said, I can tell you why. And that caught my interest. I said, okay, why was I crying then? Go on, humor me. And he goes, oh, you've just felt love for the first time in your life and you didn't know what to do with it. And, and that hit me square in the heart. It was nail on the head, uh, completely correct. Now I had to wrestle with that and I had to figure that out. And I started attending the church regularly. They did Saturday night worship sessions and, and services. So, you know, I could still go to church on a Saturday and then go out to the pub after and, and you know, go to my rock and metal bars and, and whatever and not have to get up early Sunday morning. But I started feeling that there's something here, that there is there's something to this. 
that is more than just the hymns and the worship and the service. It's it's about a way of living. And I went through a, a pretty horrible breakup with my wife. My grandmother passed away and I found myself uh, living in a box room with a whole bunch of debt. And I thought I was on the winning team. And as I was trying to wrestle with this stuff, I was very angry at God and retreated a bit. But that's when it completely shifted because this guy called Dave Kendall came and knocked on my door, bust his way in and said, I want to help you sort your stuff out. And he discipled me. He journeyed with me. He mentored me over 18 months of me going on a massive journey of forgiveness and unpicking all of my character traits and the history in my past and trying to find peace with it, ownership of it, giving it to God, praying over it. Um, I had a massive conversation with my mum, found my dad. So I've got a relationship with my dad now. I was able to sort things out with my wife at the time, but that, that, ended up still going Pete Tong. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I got I got divorced. I dealt with my debts. So I went to CAP and they helped me with my debts. Amazing organization. Um, and uh, then we got stuck on on my abuser. And last I knew he was in prison um, because he'd, he'd gone to prison for what he did. And he Dave said to me, he said, you know, what, what do you want to do? Like, I don't know, I'm stuck. Well, the first thing we can do is pray. So we prayed together. And I prayed a very simple and bold prayer um, which has completely transformed my life. And I just said, God, if you're real, if this is really it, I, and, I, and I'm all in, I need you to help me deal with this. The next day at work, I was working at CEX in Computer Exchange Store in the city center, so you'll yeah. probably know it. Um, yeah. And uh, I was serving on the tills, and my abuser walked in, joined the queue. The next day, the literal next day, and as he comes up the queue, I tried to avoid him. It wasn't happening, and I had to serve him. And and I find this this part of of my journey just so monumental because I I, I served him, mm. and as I gave him his change back once I put it all through the till I had this moment where I could hold his hand and I'd been wrestling training for a little bit so mm. <laughs> I had put on a bit of mass I wasn't a little kid anymore and and I looked him dead in the eyes and I saw fear in his eyes and I had that same stuff going on for me and I just felt this is it this is the moment. I yeah. forgive you for what you did. And I let go of his hand. And I was like, right, God, you've got me. Where do mm -hmm. we go from here? And that was then, you know, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm really going to do this, I need to, I need to live for Christ and I need to live in Christ. And that means changing a whole load of stuff and not all mm -hmm. bad, you know, um, but using any platforms I've got for him, any relationships I have, they need to be good relationships, healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's a lifelong journey of, of continual growth and development. Mm. Um, but having Dave alongside me and other guys since, um, you know, I've got multiple mentors now who, who I go to mm. for stuff. Um, I'm now seeing myself helping other people out of debt, helping mm. other people find work, helping other people deal with their with their past and using my own personal experiences. And, and that has kind of led me on this leadership journey and this other stuff that's mm. going on and and it's just been a, a, a massive groundwork of, of, mm. of trauma, yes, but of building and strengthening and an experience that I'm able to tap into for, for mm. God's glory and, and for relationships with others to help them find Jesus mm. for themselves. Um, and, and that's 
that's my story <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so much there. And and there's a little bit of it. I, I don't want to rush past because I think there'll be people listening who'll go, hang on, something of that connected with me. But, you know, you talk about the abuse. Mm. Uh, when was that? When? How many years ago when you actually saw the guy in, in the that shop? That was, you... oh, um, maybe 2013, 2014. Um, Approaching 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was eight years old when it happened. Um, he was yeah. an old, older relative um, and uh, it happened over a year and it took me a long time to kind of even figure out that it was wrong before I eventually told my mum. Um, yeah. And the thing for me was that when I look back at that, there's there's guys I meet now who are in their 40s, in their 50s, ah. in their 60s even, who have had stuff like this happen to them mm. in their childhood. And, you know, I know plenty of women have suffered through it too. Um but there's just something for men, and, I, and I, I've got a real heart for men's ministry. There's just something for men in this that is so damaging mm. as as a boy and as a young man to to have that happen to you, and for it to to it breaks you. Um, mm. And I know it definitely sent me off on a completely different path. Um, all the stuff I'm talking about, like having to put a mask on and be strong was because in those moments I felt absolutely vulnerable and weak and just crushed. So when I get older and I'm like, you know what, actually I could put a bit of weight on, I could throw my weight about, I could get in a fight and a scrap. No one's going to do that to me again. Like that, mm. that completely changed, changed mm. my life trajectory. Um, but I think, I think it's such a, it's such a big issue um, for men that I think is is very rarely talked about um, openly. So yeah, I, I would say if there's somebody, if anybody's listening and that's really struck a chord with them, who just on a you know kind of side note, who would you you know who would you say go to speak to if if that already has gone? Mm. Wow, that's me. Who would you recommend people approaching? Um, I I think it totally depends on their setting, I guess, um, because there is very little support for it, um, you know, secular and Christian. Um, mm. I I would say, you know, find another guy who you trust um, mm. that you can talk that through. It might be a church leader. It might be, you know, one of the old dogs at church who who's coming alongside you or someone that you can you can trust being mm. vulnerable with, um, and journey that out together. That the main thing I found was I'm not expecting anybody to be able to have a moment like I had that was mm. that was clearly a work of God yeah. and, and miraculous and not everyone could deal with that I'm sure but what I would say is that you know prayer and forgiving of yourself for what it's done to you and yes forgiving of them if you can mm. um, but it's it's taking ownership of it and mm. moving from a victim mentality to a victory mentality over that mm. particular issue in your life because yeah. for men, man, it's just you, mm. you need to you need to own it and you need to say, yeah. not anymore. This will not affect my relationships, my marriage, my my sexual yeah. desires or whatever it's done to you. Yeah. And let Jesus come in and take victory over it. Um mm. and then be able to walk in strength. It, I, I wish there were more support. Hey, maybe I might need to set some up, I don't know, but um mm. you know, I wish I wish there were more support for that stuff. But get to a yeah. you know, Andy's man club is probably a good place to go to. Um you know they they're they're great peer support groups. Um, you know if you've got a, a local Christian Vision for Men's men's group that you can attend, mm. that might be helpful. Um, yeah. You might find it easy to share with a stranger. You know, um, then you. The might... key thing is is opening the windows, isn't it? Letting the light in to yeah. whoever you trust, yeah. and then uh, 
kind of taking it from there and having you know wise people mm. counsel you through it and support you through it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let's 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 carry on because you know we, we're here to talk about wrestling <laughs> yeah i want to know why did you start doing well how did you first bring wrestling and church together how did those two things add up yeah so if i were to put it simply wrestling is storytelling that's that's the way i look at it wrestling is storytelling there's characters there's good there's evil it's storytelling when you read the bible and you go david and goliath what would that look like in modern day it probably would happen at a wwe wrestling wrestling event um or, or ufc or something like that um what would Cain and Abel look like today? Uh, what would Jacob wrestling God look like today? There's just so many stories in the Bible that when I became a professional wrestler and I was journeying up and down the country doing this, I was like looking in the Bible and going, oh, I could do that story as a match this weekend. And yeah. and my opponent isn't Christian, he's none the wiser, but I come in with this great idea of a story and how we can flesh it all out. And and they're like, oh, that's some great, great creative. And I'm like, oh, I just read it in the Bible, <laughs> you know? And um, <laughs> I, I just, um, you know, I felt challenged that any platform I had had to be for Christ. And mm. I tried my best to, to portray that through my character uh, Gareth Angel uh, is my ring name, and so I like you know I've got I quote scripture in my promos. I'll have scripture taped on my wrist. Um, my shirt says "Pray, Eat, Wrestle, Repeat," um, and you know my, my fans are called the Angel Army and and all this stuff. <laughs> so I was like subtly bringing all this stuff in that kind of culminated in this Christian good guy who fought for hope, justice, and uh, you know. And, and, and a good way of living and fighting all these villains. And then I went to go, I went to New Wine Festival. I, I go there quite regularly, the conference. And uh, I saw the Tough Talk guys. I don't know if you've met them before that do powerlifting. And um, I saw them do their thing. And afterwards, I just thought, what they've done there is really, really special. The hook is the powerlifting, the hook mm -hmm. is the weightlifting. You've come for that. And then they've just shared their story with you. So I was like, if I put on my own wrestling show, the hook is the wrestling, but then I can put my own personal testimony smack bang in the middle of it. And I know it will confront people mm. with the challenge of faith. And if I control the content, then why not? Yeah. And so that's where my ministry was born from. And we, we tested it at a few churches that I was connected uh, through with cap. Cause I was working for cap at the time. And um, we started seeing hundreds of people come in and then, people making responses and wanting to go on alpha and stuff. And I was like, okay, we've got something here. Um, and then that grew into, let's set up a training school. So we set up a training school at Fountains church in Bradford with, with Linda Maslin, you, you, you know, Linda. Yep. Um, yep. And that grew into, okay, we've got like 12, 15 students coming every week now that we're doing life with. And a few of these guys are going on faith journeys and they're talking to me. The coach relationship is there immediately mm. sharing faith. They want to get baptized. Okay. Let's, let's do wrestling church and throw some baptisms in and let's get a, a worship band in. That's a little bit more punk rock, a bit more heavy metal. Um, and just kind of just, yeah, let's just glam it up a bit and, and kind of be like, right, let's, let's do, let's do church. And then that's kind of where the idea was born from. And then again, we, we had 150, 200 people attend primarily non-Christian and wow. we built it up over you know, I would say best part of half a year of all these regular wrestling events that built these characters that they all wanted to come and see. 
and then we're like, right, let's put the big fight on at Wrestling Church. Everyone comes to that. We kind of mm. earned, we'd earned the respect of the people who came. They loved what we were doing. And it was almost like we'd, we'd kind of earned the right to share our faith with them as a group. Mm. And they then embraced that and they embraced the reality of it. And, and the fact that we're just real people, um, everyday people, we just happen to be big yeah. sweaty men slapping each other about for a bit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm grinning away because in 2002, I planted a church in a skate park. Cool. And a mate of mine called Brett Summers had a ring. This is in Birmingham. Yeah. And I said, look, I want to somehow do some events at our skate park that will gather kids and be able to share good news with them and another. Do you fancy bringing your wrestling ring down, some of your guys? And I'd love to interview you right in the middle and tell me, tell everybody your testimony. So they brought the wrestling ring in and we had 150 kids, something like that. And we had an amazing night. Brett shared his testimony and it was such a awesome way of dismantling this prim and proper Christianity and actually really just did something really real. Mm. I'm also grinning because I want to share this with you. So I'm, I've been doing some research recently about church planting and different kinds of churches being planted. That's why I'm excited about what you're doing. Get this right. So in 1884, this is no more than a, a mile and a half down the road from me, okay? In 1884, right. there was Father Arthur Osborne Montgomery. Jay, what an amazing name. What a name, that's great. Father Arthur Osborne Montgomery Jay. And he had a church building, it didn't exist anymore, it was bombed in the war, but it was called Holy Trinity Shoreditch. And he planted a church uh, in a boxing ring in his church. He put a boxing ring in the church yep. and a church from the boxing ring. So the sermons were from the boxing ring and they'd have boxing match and he'd preach. Come on. Yeah, this is the bit, I, I love this. His church members were called Jack the Bender, Scrappy, Donkey, and Tommy the Irishman. <laughs> wow. What a motley crew. I love it. I love it. So good. And he had a church in a boxing ring. And I just, I just think that is so much fun. I'm like, come on, that is brilliant. Yeah. So I love what you're doing. And I, I, I love that we tried this, we tried that, and this kind of happened. So we thought we'd do this. And uh, I, I love that experimental, just give it a go and see what happens. And you don't know where the spirit might lead. Yeah. And that's what we've seen is that we're, we're learning as we go, certainly. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just on the cusp of, of setting up my own charity to duplicate it because I think it's just such a good model that we've got now um, that we could take it to other places yeah. and partner with other churches that have a heart for, for that community. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've had to make some changes as we went um, during the World Cup recently, England and France uh, got to the semis and um, obviously the quarterfinals anyway, whatever game it was, that event landed on an event that we'd already booked. So we were like, mm. you know what? We need to move wrestling church early <laughs> because the, the community of people that we're reaching, yeah. they may very well go watch England versus France in the World Cup rather yeah. than come to wrestling church that evening. And there were a few guys that we were going to get baptized and I yeah. just had to double check, hey, you know, I know England, France are playing. Can you come earlier? You know, yeah. and, um, you know, the, the team that we had is quite a young team, not a lot of experience working with, with very poor and broken people um, from the working class and council estates. So, you know, there was a, a shift in thinking that had to happen there as well. Uh, myself and Linda have been working with people like this for years. So we kind of understand, understand mm. the group, but the, the wrestling crowd mm. in itself is a whole of the culture. 
Yeah. You know, um, Linda Maslin even got in the ring and wrestled <laughs> a match. Like we trained her and got her in the ring and wrestled a match because again, we we had to we had to position Linda as a character within that group so that they mm. would trust what she said. Like I couldn't I couldn't personally then become a bad guy in in this setting because mm. if I'm the guy who they're all looking up to as as a leader. Um, as as an ambassador for Christ, I can't then go around, you know, smacking old ladies with metal chairs. Like that's just not going to work. Um, but 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 we can tell those stories of of yeah. villains coming in. And and one great story which I I'd love to share with you real quick is a is a, a young lad called Jack. Um, yeah. I met Jack at a wrestling show in Blackburn, Darwin. Even I would say maybe four or five years ago, and uh, he was a completely different character then. Really young got in the ring with him, felt him out. And I was like, you know what? This kid's really good. Then COVID happened and a few other different things. And when we got this going, I immediately said to Jack, I was like, I want you on my team. He's not a Christian. I want you yeah. on my team because he's, he's a great talker. And he's from a council estate. He's from Salford. And I was like, me and you opposite each other. I've gone down one path and I found mm. faith in Christ. You've gone down another path. He'd been in prison. He had some issues with drugs and stuff. He's very honest about his, his story mm. and his journey. But we had these polar opposite characters. And over the year, we built this idea that Jack underhanded tricks. You know, he got in Linda's face. He, he upset the crowd. He did the whole of the villainous stuff, won the world title, um, and come to this final rematch with me and him like a whole year later where we did like the whole, I won the rumble match and got to have a WrestleMania. We had a big fight and uh, I won the title back. And then he got angry at Linda and blamed Linda. Then Linda beat him. And then he had this rock bottom moment. And the stipulation for the match with Linda was, if I beat you, you need to start reading your Bible and come to a Bible class Mm. because he'd actually made a journey of faith during that whole time. His mother had passed away, unfortunately, and and our personal relationship between myself and Jack had grown to a point where I was able to share faith with him. So he'd gone on that journey and he'd come to Christ and he was still a bad guy. And we were like, right, we need to turn you good at some point because mm. you, you know, you want to make this change, but you want to be baptized at wrestling church. He's like, you've helped him in my faith journey. And I don't want anybody other than you baptizing me. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. I completely understand. So he was like, we need to wait until we can do that. And so we delayed it and we turned him good. And now the the whole crowd, like they're chanting for Salford, whereas before, whenever he came out, they'd be chanting for Bradford. They're very fickle people. Mm. Um, but he's now, you know, he's now sharing his faith. He's now going to a church in Salford. He he's now being completely open and honest about his journey and and what what Christ has done for him in his life and and his whole change of thinking. And he he's like one of those guys I look at and I go, this is why we've done this. You know, mm. I'm not just bringing. The, the crowd and the people who come in into this so that they can hear about Jesus. But even the wrestlers themselves are being affected mm-hmm. by the relationships and the, you know, I, th- I think discipleship starts long before the decision. And I think, you know, for him, that was certainly the case. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if I'm going to plant a church in Salford, a wrestling church in Salford, he'd be my man there. You know, he, he'd be yeah. my equivalent in Salford. He's from that community. He understands the people. He can speak from real experience. He's been on a faith journey. He knows Christ. Like he'd be perfect, and yeah. and so for me, I'm like that's that's just so cool. Like you know, this motley yeah. crew of wrestlers who just want to share Jesus, and I'm yeah. like, come on, yeah. I love that. I, I I was gonna actually ask you to tell us some stories. So I love the fact you've started with that one. And um, now that's a big win, isn't it? That's somebody yeah. who's come to faith. I mean, do you have any small testimony, any little stories that are just signs of hope, 
or things that have just you know sometimes with me the person's not come to faith yet but he has just took a bible off me and that is like the big win come on he's took a bible yeah you know that's a massive leap you know do you have any other just little stories i've got a few yeah yeah so um there's there's a there's a woman who comes every show and she always brings a camera phone with her and she's always taking videos and photos and she posts them on her instagram and um you know she she's called amanda she's great and she came to me at the last show afterwards and she goes you know guys what you should do is you should take all your little talks and you should put them together on a dvd she's she's a bit older i'm not going to take a guess at her age that's not fair but she's she's a bit, a bit older than me and um and i was like oh yeah, well they're all on the youtube channel you can check them out she's like no no can you put them on a dvd for me so i can watch them all back i'm really inspired by you i love your stories and i'm like oh you mean the preachers no yeah yeah your stories are great um you, I, I always come away feeling more encouraged and, and more kind of like I can tackle the next month. Um, and I'm like, oh, come on, like that's amazing. And then just being able to say to her, like, you know, these stories, they're like, this is what Jesus has done for me. And like, you know, is this what you're hearing? She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm so encouraged and inspired. And I'm just kind of like, she's on her way. She's on her way. Like she's hearing this. She's embracing it. She wants to own it. You know, she's like, can you put it on a DVD for me? Because it's doing something for her. Um, and I'm like, come on, I just want to, yeah, okay, yes, it'll, it's me doing it, but I'm only doing it through Christ, and I try to keep pointing back to Jesus, but she's certainly on her way. Um, and, and actually, just another little quick one was um, there's, there's, a, there's a young guy who um, come, comes to all the training sessions, um, and he was featured in the BBC documentary um, that we were on, um, which is still on iPlayer if you want to check it out, Bradford Church of Wrestling, cheeky little plug. Um, and... Uh, me and him were doing the rounds. So we got on BBC Look North and, and BBC Radio Leeds and stuff when the documentary went out. And um, he's, he's he's from the LGBTQ plus community uh, and he's asexual and his character is pride. Um, and he said to me when he first came on, he was like, you know, everywhere I've gone to train to wrestle and I've pitched this character, they've told me I need to be a bad guy. And I was like, interesting. Because he's working in like working men's clubs and most mm. of these towns, it was like, if he came out, he'd just get booed out of the building. Mm. And he was like, everyone tells me I need to be a bad guy. And I'm like, well, I don't think we need to do that. I think we could package you as a good guy if we package you well. And mm. he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's working matches. He's not quite there yet, but he's on his way. And um, me and him were sat in the green room at Look North. And he goes, so can you tell me where this double cloth thing comes from then? I've heard like, I can't wear double cloths if I'm a Christian. I was like, what do you mean? Where have you got that from? And he was like, mixed fabrics. It's it's in the Bible somewhere. I mean, oh, you, Leviticus. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Leviticus. And um, and so me and him are sat there in the green room, just about to go on BBC Look North. I'm in my suit. He's uh, in, he's like half in his in his like wrestling gear and stuff. And he's like, yeah, let's talk about Leviticus. So we're just chewing it over. Now he's he's not. He wouldn't say he's Christian, but he's certainly had. And he even said this on a Q and A we did after. He even said that like his perception of church and Christianity has been completely shattered because he expected to come into church as he is, and for him to be completely lambasted and excluded, when mm. actually he's been embraced and he's been loved on, and he's like, "You guys have done nothing but support me," and so it's now challenging his thinking of church and Christianity and Christians in general, mm. which is hopefully then going to shift his thinking on who Jesus was and who Jesus is. Um, mm. And and so you know that again. That's just another one of those. I love that. Another one of those journeys. 
it, it's just the small wins, isn't it? When you're doing mission, you just want to have those little wins. And uh, I know when I, we were in the skate park, it was just the small conversations. It was the hopeful moments where you're like, yes, I think, I think I've got you. Yeah, I've got you. Um, if somebody's listening and they're thinking to themselves, uh, how the heck can you do church in a wrestling club? But, you know, I just want to say, you know, Jesus says, you know, the spirit of God falls on us and we will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth. The spirit of God pushes us to take the church, the mission and the message of Jesus further and further into the places that we wouldn't imagine it. You know, if somebody has a little bright idea, listen to this episode, you know what? I do this crazy odd little thing. Could I do it for Jesus? Mm. You know, what would you say to them? I say, of course you can go for it. Um, you know, I, I, who, who would have thought that powerlifters could, could do it? Who would have thought that comedians could do it? Who would have thought, you know, that some guy might just write a men's magazine and want to put Jesus all in it, like my mate Steve Legg, uh, yeah. sorted men's mag. Like, it, you just, if the idea is there and you want to put Jesus front and center, so long as Jesus is front and center, I don't think you can really go too far wrong. And, and who knows the group that you're going to reach? Like, I know for a fact there are guys and girls who come to our wrestling events and to our school who never would have walked in church if it wasn't for that right. existing. Who are you going to reach with whatever it is that you're doing that is not being reached by the church? Yeah. That's mission field. Yeah. That is that is you being a witness in those areas where mm. the church isn't. If that's, if that's what's going to happen and if you feel totally equipped, even if you don't feel equipped, get equipped and just get on with it. Like we need more gospel entrepreneurs. You know, yeah. we need more people just thinking outside the box doing things differently because we all see the numbers they say the church is on decline yes maybe the church is in decline as to people in church buildings who are being registered in church buildings but i can tell you the church is alive and thriving in all yeah. these other yeah. different communities and that's where it's moved to it's not big old buildings it's it's little home churches it's guys meeting at the pub and, and chewing over life over a beer and some pot scratchings it's at a wrestling club it's at a boxing club it's wherever um, yeah. That's where the church is thriving, and that's where Christians are, are, are coming alive again for for seeing people saved. Mm. Mission on the front line. Yeah. Love it. If anybody wants to find out just a little bit more about what you're doing, what's the website? So it's GT Ministries, Gin and Tonic Ministries. dot uh, <laughs> co. dot uk. Um, we're on mm. we're on all the social media. GT Ministries UK. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, all the rest of it. Um, and uh, you know, if you search for Gareth Angel Thompson, you'll you'll find me pretty quickly. Um, yeah, we'll put some links in the show notes. We'll put a link to I don't know how long that BBC uh, iPlayer documentary will be out, but it's up, um, it's up until October, I think. Yeah, October. We'll link that as well, so people can watch that because that is really good fun as well. I am thoroughly excited to meet you. I'm thoroughly excited that uh, I know some of the places that you're talking about. It's where I grew up. It's where yeah. my heart is. I'm a I'm a missionary to the south. God sent me to the south as a missionary, and yeah. uh, and I love hearing what the Lord is doing. Almost like back home. So yeah, I can't yeah. wait to say to my mum and dad, "Gotta to listen to this episode." <laughs> you yeah, yeah. You hey, get them along to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Mavis wrestling, but <laughs> she'd have to get in the ring. She could sit front row with a with a handbag, a world of sport and crack someone. You know, she could oh, do that. I love it. Gareth, thank you so much for your time. I am just so encouraged by what you're doing and uh, I can't wait to watch and kind of track with you and just see how it develops because we do, you just said it right, we need some gospel entrepreneurs. We need to be pioneering 
yeah. uh, different forms of church for different forms of people. It's 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 what we need to be doing. It's missional, and it's exactly where Jesus would be. So yeah, totally. uh, I am so excited to see kind of where this heads. Uh, you, you know, planting uh, missional um wrestling churches around would just be that'd be such an incredible you know why can't churches use their church halls in this way this is the... i know right this is a no-brainer you know yeah. and and i mean to get into the technicalities of it you set up a wrestling school you've got a ring in there like i that's that's what i want to do i want to be able to come to you as a church leader and go hey look i'm going to bring a wrestling ring and a bunch of wrestlers let's reach that community together um, and grow a team from within your church to be able to minister to them and disciple them but let's do it together and let's let's reach that community group because they're not they're not being reached and the people are coming to me from all over the country to come to Bradford to do this and I've wrestled in Stockton and I've wrestled in Castleford and I've wrestled in Pontefract and Wakefield and Huddersfield I've wrestled mm. down south and you know I've been to Gloucester I've been all over there yeah. are groups of wrestling fans all over the country yeah. that would come to a show and then let's just hit him with Jesus and let him do the rest I love it you know hey Thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah, mate. I'm so excited. Grace and peace. You too, mate.